Good morning, Grace. It's a privilege to share God's word this morning. Um, always a privilege to share God's word. And just watching that clip there, I think you're reminded that technology is just fast tracking and automation and all these fancy things that we'll have drones basically hovering around the property maybe. I don't know. But it's crazy. But I believe the word of God has never changed. The word of God is alive and well. Jesus has come into the hurt to save us. Jesus has come into the hurt to save us. If you look at scripture, you say we, we share uh, the thing about Jesus being born on this earth, uh, born in a manger, uh, born in a place of being humble, born in that stable where shepherds and wise men and all sorts of people visit him. But there was a bigger picture for Jesus coming to earth. Um, so we're speaking on the, the uncommon king. The thing is, setting, our, setting eternity in our hearts is setting eternity in our hearts. The word uncommon says, not often found or seen. You see, something that does not come natural is something we have to pursue. Uh, this morning, I just want to welcome my, my, a mate of mine, uh, Sia. Sia Bonga. He's getting nervous already there, back there. Okay, I'm going to call Sia just for one second. Sia, I promise you, a minute. I'm not going to say anything. You're just going to stand here. Come, Sia. Sia is nervous. But you can see he's quite big, eh? So I don't know why he's nervous so far. So, so Sia works with me uh, in another team. But I, I just want to share something. The amazing thing is, recently I came to know that Sia grew up in the same town where I lived. How's that? Different generations. I must have finished metric when he was born, maybe. <laughs> okay. So I lived in the town uh, where there's lots of sugarcane, north of Durban. And he lived further up that, that place, place called Fraser's, I think. Right? I remembered it clearly. I said, he said, there. I said, yeah, Fraser's. And I started calling all the things. And amazing thing, we did the same things. So we should break sugarcane and eat. And he was telling me the other day, you know what? He was breaking cane and we should eat the sweet cane in KZN. So we were KZN people. And then when, when, I, when, we got, when I got married, and uh, to my lovely wife in front, the, ma- the amazing thing that Sia also moved. I don't even, I mean, it's amazing. You were now talking to him. He says, by the way, I, I now, when I was born, I was there. I lived. Then I grew up. I moved here. So he lived in an RDP area, just next to me, where I lived. So how is that possible? How is that possible that God can take somebody from different generations, bring us to a place? I just met Sia a couple of weeks ago. So Sia, you can just sit now, okay? All right. So now he's my bodyguard, so just be careful. Huh? No, I'm just messing with Okay, Sia. So, that God will bring Sia into my life, to my work situation a couple of weeks ago. But many years ago, we came from the same city or same town, north of Durban. We grew up in humble beginnings in two different places. And we talk about reconciling, coming together. God brings us in a place. You see, God's family is different. He brings us, you can't understand this. And that's why it's, a, it's this uncommon king. He does amazing things that we can't understand. You, you can't understand how he put people together. And, and he so happened, he brought Sia uh, into my work situation 
into my life. And we're actually chatting now, and yeah, I'm just speaking to Sia's life, and I'm glad that Sia came this morning. Um, that's the amazing king we serve. The book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3. Verse 11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Then we open to the book of Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering in the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from from the water above. And it was so. God called that sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered in one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God, God called the dry ground land and, the, and gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the water produce, uh, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds. And trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. Second Kings chapter 6. Here is a picture of Elijah being surrounded by his enemies. I want to share the scripture where the servant was afraid. The servant was afraid. In verse 16, it says, So don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with you, uh, with us, are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open their eyes so he may see. He may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eye and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Amen. You see, we serve an amazing king. God created the heavens and the earth. He separated the waters. But he brought vegetation. He sowed, we talk about seed sowing and you get fruit. We look at 
the atmosphere, and we, we understand what is that word atmosphere? What is the word atmosphere? If you look at the situation where Elijah is surrounded by enemies, and he says to his servant, the servant's panicking. He says, don't worry, let me pray. He opens his eyes to see what is around us. Sometimes we can't understand this. There is an atmosphere. You see, as we're sitting in this place, I believe there's a spiritual atmosphere. God does something in the spiritual realm. We not, might not see it in the physical. And sometimes we may ask him, what is happening in that, that supernatural atmosphere? What is going on in the supernatural atmosphere? See, God is doing amazing things. So all your prayer and petition, what you're trusting for. You see, we spoke this year and we spoke about new beginnings. And the number eight says, talks about new beginnings. New beginning is in many ways than one. And I believe that God is doing something or has done something. And there's testimonies upon testimonies that people that are in this, in this room right now. And there's more to come this year that's not finished. Sometimes we're planning ahead. We still look, we're looking already at 2019. An earlier clip that I showed there, he showed we're planning ahead as man. Which is great because God has give us, given us creativity. So we're very creative in our thinking. So we're already thinking how simple it will be to do an insurance claim as such. So it's not a sales pitch as well. So I'm not in the insurance business. But it's just to show you that technology is advancing. Drones hovering over you. Taking video clips, Nandi. A drone can do that. Eh? You can control it in this. It can give you some nice views. But it's fast-tracking those things. But what is happening in the kingdom of God? It needs to be fast-tracked as well. Something is quickening, I believe. And that's why the word is sharp. The word has come over the period of time that is sharp. The truth needs to be preached. You see, this king that we talk about, this king Jesus, was not an ordinary man. But he had to come to this earth to operate in the flesh. A king who had, who had no honor. In Mark 6, he talks about. He taught in the synagogue. And they, they all who heard him were amazed. They were excited of what they saw. Who is this person? Who is this man? Isn't he the carpenter? A carpenter that chisels away. You see, Jesus was born to a carpenter. In a home of a carpenter as such. So obviously there's a whole period of time that we, we don't understand what happened. But there was something that G, Jesus obviously was doing some, some work. I'm sorry his earthly father was giving him some chores to do. Chip away at wood. Back in the day we didn't have all the fancy machinery to, to turn things and make it fancy. In that place in Mark 6 he talks about as well. He says, he spoke with wisdom. And miracles began to happen. An atmosphere of miracles. An atmosphere of breakthrough. And that's the king that we serve. 
Luke chapter 5. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge was two boats left there by the fishermen. One was washing their nets. He got into the one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. You see that something happens. When Jesus comes into your life, and this was the calling of Simon, Simon who became Peter. Jesus just comes there, you see two boats. And he has to choose Simon's boat. He goes on it, it says, push it. Push it into the deep. And then push it into the waters, and then he began to preach and teach from there. And after that, you see, because the whole night, Simon or Peter was struggling. They were struggling to catch fish. There was nothing happening. But Jesus entered his life. You see, what I want to hone on this morning is there's a boat. There's boat. The boat for you could be different things. But when Jesus gets into it, you can't get him out. You see, Jesus saw there was a plan and a purpose for Simon's life. Who became Peter. You see, when Jesus comes into your life, there's a plan and a purpose that you can't understand. But Peter was this person, was a foul mouth, abusive person. You know, fisherman. Swearing and getting on and all those things. Arrogant. Some of us will know from KZN. When the shed season, we know what happens, eh? Coming left, coming right. And when they tangle, there's lots of words come out of their mouths. That's why I hated fishing. I never fished. I hated the bait smell. The father, my father forced us to go fishing. So that's another story. Because every time somebody asks you, you came from KZN, did you go fishing? Yeah, I went fishing, yes. Three o'clock in the morning. But I hated it. My dad loved it. And my little brother loved it. And he's, although he lives here in Kauteng, he still goes on and fishes because he loves fishing. I hate fishing. Because it's smelly. And you have to cut bait, frozen bait. You see, but Jesus gets into a smelly boat. You see, that's the Jesus. He, said. he goes into something, situation that is smelly and dirty. This extreme situation. He was beginning to show the people around him, the Pharisees and Sadducees and all the people that gathered around him, there's something here of life. Stop being pious. You need to get over yourself. Jesus came for those kind of people. And he came for a Peter. He came for to be smelling with fish. But you're going to be smelling with other stuff. And we could be smelling. That's what he took us. He took me. And he made me his child. Washed by his blood. It took me from a sugarcane field. See, yeah, we love that place. Eh? Sweet sugarcane. Eh? And he made me something. 
We came from humble beginnings. We came from a town that is not known, by the way. Amu. We were right in the, in the north coast, sugarcane and this getting on. You only knew your peep, people there, your peeps around you. But he took us here. He brought us to city life. He brought us to a place where he gives us favor. He brought a person like me who did woodwork in Matric. Connie. <laughs> I was a woodworker. One of my subjects. Metalwork and woodwork. It was one of those G courses there. Take it. But now, I work for a, for a financial institution. Let's put it that way. Don't advertise for anything. How is that possible? You see, with God, all things are possible. He takes you from a place of that to something that I wasn't successful. I finished metric and I, I, I began to do a normal course in programming. And that's it. And then I worked after that. But God began to just shift me and change me, shift me and change me. But he did, he did impossible things. That's why I'm saying it's a living testimony. He takes people. When he gets into your boat, he changes your life. So what boat? What is your boat today? And when Jesus gets in there, he'll change your life. You cannot be the same again. St. Peter was tempted for life. He saw the abundance of God. Because when Jesus finished teaching, he said to Simon, push out to the deep and let your nets out. And there was a catch in abundance. And he said, Lord, he says, God, go away from me. When he saw the blessings of God. And he says, come, leave this and follow me. Called him. Changes his life. Have you been in a situation where God has, Jesus has come into your life, changed your life, but on, in your path, you begin to change others. Because that's what he called us to do. Changing others. Because he came into our life. And that's why he had to come to earth. He is the light of the world. And we cannot hide him. Hilton, the table. Amen. You see, this table here I spoke about was something that I did in metric, in my metric project, my woodwork project. 
And this year it was restored. Where is it here? But I'm going to show you something. I remember I was preaching about brokenness, the parable of brokenness, and our friend Hans would sit there, and he says, Neville, give it to me, I'll restore it. And he made sure he took the table, and that's all his work, by the way. Step by step, he posted this, I believe, my wife was just shared with, shared with this morning, uh, this video clip. It was posted on, uh, on, YouTube, on Facebook. Uh, the story that he posted many months ago. And that's his music style, I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, he chose this music, and Hans, amazing, sure. Now you made me complete the preach. Thank you. Uh, so this is the preach. He kept on asking me, when are you finishing that preach? But in the meantime, he began to restore that, and he delivered this table. I remember he had coffee with me in my house, and he left that in that mantle, and that's the finished product. And this is what he, what he, what he restored. Because in transit, I carried this for over 30 years. I finished metric in 1985. Right, calm down. <laughs> I know Sia was born. Sia was born there. Sia wasn't even born that year. Um, and then through my journeys in life, and I moved into our place, and we lived over 20 odd years, and then he moved six years ago to Kauteng, and in transit, the legs were broken and so on. And it was just lying in my garage. But this was something that I made in Mitrik with my own hands. And back, back in the day, the, 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 the wood-turning late wasn't copy and paste. It was, you had to make each one separately to get the beads right. It's quite an hassle. So that's, that's the last I did woodwork, by the way. So why am I sharing this morning? You see, because the dinner table of Jesus was all kinds of people. Because the dinner table of Jesus in, the, in Luke chapter 5, he began to say, he called a Peter. He heals a paralytic. He calls out Levi, the tax collector. We've got tax collectors here as well. Eh? Uh, Levi, who is Matthew, right? He called a whole bunch of sinners, different people. He called people who were struggling with disease, who needs healing, physical. He caught people who were busy with other stuff and he knew he had a plan and purpose for their life, like a Peter. And then he calls a tax collector who is part of the crowd. Part of the high end of, the, of, of, of things. The person that collected the money. The tax man. He even calls that. So Jesus was not operating on certain level where he said, I only want those kind of people. I only want the poor people. Only one that people. He, he wanted, he was across the spectrum, a king that was surely uncommon. He was setting us up for eternity in our hearts. He was setting those people for eternity in their hearts. He changed Levi or Matthew for something greater. You see, that's the thing. At the table of the Lord, at the table of the Lord, in the brokenness, he restores. He restores the poor. He restores those that need healing. A leper, be healed in Jesus' name. He healed them and set them apart. Restored skin. At the table, Invited 
tax collectors. People that looked and scorned them. But the thing is, if you read the book of uh, Luke chapter 5, you begin to see Levi called his mates when he had a banquet. And his mates were other tax collectors. You see what happens when Jesus comes into your life. You begin to call all your other buddies in the same place. Come and celebrate. And through that, the gospel of Jesus Christ and lives are changed. You see, at the table of the Lord. Even the leper, when he heals him, Jesus says, do not go and talk to anyone. But he couldn't keep quiet. He got the word out. Here's the thing. If you look at this table, in the front, this is the original table, there's legs in the front. But Hans so kindly, because the other two legs were damaged, he built new legs to bring stability to this table. But the table is still a table. It still resonates with me, the project that I did in that time. You see, when Jesus calls you, And through that calling, we come broken. But before the time started, he called you and he knew you by your name. There was a divine appointment for each one of us sitting in this place. He restores stability to one's life. The legs might be different in the back. Not the original, but he brings the newness into our life. To bring stability. Here's the thing. The dimensions of the table is exactly the same. Again, the carpenter friend of mine, he restored it, but he kept all the routing part of it exactly what, how I had it back in the day. He's bringing us into one piece. Amazing king. So when I see this table, I see pictures. I see what God is doing in our lives and what God does. And right now, maybe you can identify with this table. You could have been broken, but you put it in the carpenter's hand. Jesus, he restores. The difference here on this table is, on the top here, it was a solid table. Because of water, the previous wood got damaged. But my carpenter friend decided to put a glass here. But in the glass, you could take the glass out and put a lot of pictures that you could see through. Here's the thing. Jesus wants to look at us. He looks at us, look at us as, as a glass, transparent. He knows everything. You see, you won't lose your purpose and calling. God is In the business of restoring. The Lord Jesus came to the earth. To restore. To heal. And to bring together. So at the table of the Lord. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't where you come from. No matter where and what you've been through. Jesus is here. To restore you. This morning you could be feeling in that space of. 
you know, uh, uh, you feel judged for certain things. Come to the table of the Lord. He restores. And if I read the scripture, I find it so exciting to see Jesus showed up at lots of parties. He was there. Whenever there's there, there's food. Something's happening. And there was people around the table for, for sure. Because there he was hobnobbing with sinners as such. And people judged him. What are you doing there? What are you doing there? Like a leper colony. Then he shows up here and then he shows up. That's the uncommon king that we serve and you and I serve. I love him. I love my Jesus. I love my king. So this morning, church, if anything, there's a purpose and calling on our lives. He sets us straight for eternity in our hearts. That, that we need to understand there's a bigger picture, bigger play. You see, recently, God did an amazing thing for, for, for me uh, and my family. He did an amazing thing where we entered into an innovation challenge at, at, the, at the bank. And they do it every, uh, every year, so this is the second year. And then we came up with, a, with a, uh, 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 an app. And we were, a, we were the underdogs as such. There's only two in my team and I had to get another three people involved. But the amazing thing is that God, through that, we, were, we, entered the top, we came into the top ten. And finally, we won the Innovation Challenge for 2018 for the bank. But we were an underdog team. The, the, the app is doing amazing things. And it's generating revenue for, for the organization. But now everybody, if they knew your name before, now they know it better. Everyone in the past, we said, hey, how's it? You know, like, like now you've got people in, in, in the circles greeting you all the time. Um, my team guys are very shy guys. I got this... Afrikaans boys that work for me, they're very, they're very, one of this one sits there. And not, now, everyone's greeting them, and now they feel so, they walk up with, hey, now, you know what? They greet them and said, you know, well done, well done, you know? So it actually elevated them and changed their lives in an amazing way. So this was something that God brings favor. You can't understand this, but God does amazing things. He brings favor. He takes you out of nothing, and you could be some insignificant team. We're the smallest team maybe in the bank. But now we got four and a half thousand people who want to talk to us. We on uh, we on that spot. We have the retrospective on the front of your screen, your, your screensaver. So it's in the face. But I mean, it's not about that. What I found is opportunities for the gospel. And I want to share this King that we serve. That's why he's so uncommon. But he'll change you. He'll take you. That you cannot understand, where you cannot understand for yourself why, I, why he chose Amu, why he chose Ben, why he chose a JP. You might not understand it even sitting here. Why would you choose me, Lord? But he chooses you. This morning you're feeling that way? I believe God wants to restore you here today. I, want you, I believe God wants to heal you. There are some of the things that we're talking about forgiveness. If that's in your heart, forgive, release. Today, if you feel you've been hurt, today is a healing. If you're feeling, trusting God for physical healing, trust the Lord today. We, we, I believe that.